In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We ask you now, O God, to use and rule over our thoughts and our words, so that it may be your word which is spoken and your word which is heard. Amen. We're continuing and actually completing our homily series on the seven sacraments, this time, this third time, reflecting on uh, the third of the three traditional goods or properties of marriage. Uh, Last week, or the last two weeks, we talked about the indissolubility of marriage, and then we talked about the unity or exclusivity of marriage. And today, we'll be talking about fruitfulness, the bonum prolis, the good of children. Each one of the sacraments, God takes something very natural to our human life, and he transforms it and makes it a means of particular graces that come from the sacraments. So, for example, what could be more natural than bathing in water? We do it every day. But God takes water, simple water, and makes it the matter for the sacrament of baptism by which our sins are washed away. And similarly, bread and wine representing food and drink, something that we do every day to maintain our health and nourish our bodies, he transforms into the blessed sacrament of the Eucharist. And in that sacrament, not only does he transform and give us the graces of the sacrament, but he also transforms the elements themselves into his own very body and blood so that we receive him into ourselves. And with marriage, he takes something again that is so thoroughly natural. The love between a man and a woman, or even you know, more broadly, if you look at the natural world, the union between the male and female of any species as the natural means of propagating almost, except for the most simple you know, one-celled organisms, that's how life spreads from generation to generation. God takes this very natural thing and he makes it the means of supernatural graces while keeping the relationship between the man and the woman something that is thoroughly natural itself. So that marriage is the one, as our wedding service says, the one good that is not lost in the fall. So that marriage, this great, the great natural graces that flow from marriage is available to all the human race. Um, but if the parties are Christian people, if they are baptized, if that marriage is valid at all, it cannot fail to be a sacrament. Although we, as stupid, selfish, sinful human beings, are perfectly uh, able not to avail ourselves of the graces of that sacrament. But that sacrament is there for us. Now, at the heart of marriage, which shouldn't surprise us, is love. But we have a strange notion, I think, often, about what love is. We think love is an emotion, love is a feeling, and it's not. Certainly not marital love. Love is an act of the will. Love is a gift of self. And in marriage, it's a total gift of self. The husband giving himself absolutely to his wife on the altar of marriage, and she giving herself absolutely to him on the altar of marriage, and God takes that gift that they've each made, and in the sacrament of matrimony transforms it and makes it, showers down graces if we're open to them, 
that are greater than anything we ever gave up. So let's look at those previous, you know, by way of recap, what we talked about the last couple of weeks, right? One of the things that, one of the great goods of marriage is its indissolubility. If I am on my wedding day giving myself to my wife, and I say, till death do us part, I'm giving myself, but what I really mean is, we'll give it a go for a couple of years, and if we're still happy, we'll sort of re-up our lease. I haven't given myself at all. I've said I do, and I meant I don't. Or, the next of those three traditional goods of marriage, the good of fidelity. If I'm promising forsaking all others, but I intend to, you know, cheat whenever occasion presents itself, I haven't given myself at all. I've said I do, and I meant I don't. And similarly, with the bonum prolis, the gift of one's fertility, part of me, part of the whole of me is the gift of my fertility to my wife, her gift of fertility to me. And if I'm entering marriage intent, promising, you know, will you accept children lovingly from God? Oh, yes, but I intend not to give it. Not that. I'm not giving that. I've said I do and I've meant I don't. I haven't given myself. Because love is a total offering of self. The amazing thing about love, when we think about our Christian understanding of who God is, God is not alone. God is a communion of persons united in love. And in this sacrament, all of the sacraments let us touch some aspect of the divine life. In this sacrament, matrimony, the husband and wife enter sacramentally into the divine life of the Blessed Trinity, a communion of persons united in love, but that's not just self-referential. It's not just the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit contemplating each other for all of eternity, because that divine love is, it it can't be self-contained. It must explode outward. And so what does this God who is love from all eternity do? Creates. Creates a world into being. And not just a universe full of stuff, but a universe full of rational beings capable of love. He loved each and every one of us into being. He loved each human being. He loved each angelic being into being in order so that we as immortal beings, immortal souls, could share all eternity with him. So great is the love that is what he is. And in matrimony, he allows a man and woman to be united as a communion of persons in love, a love that cannot be self-contained, must expand out. And just as he loved each human being into being, so in matrimony he allows us the tremendous grace in the conjugal embrace, the sexual act that is at the heart of our married life, to love into being other immortal souls who, please God, will share all eternity with the God who is love. When we understand what love is, that love is not self-contained, that it must expand out, then we understand, I think, 
the church's teaching for which it has been much criticized in the past couple of generations regarding the use of contraception. Because if at the very heart of marriage, this act that is a total gift of self, if I'm saying, but not that, I'm not giving that, then what is supposed to be an act of the total gift of self, which is what love is, becomes a selfish act, an act that is not extended fully, is not totally given. Now, in this fallen world, due to age or physical you know, uh, infertility and, or the natural fertilities that God has, and cycles that God has built into nature, not every sexual act is going to be procreative. That is, not every sexual act is going to result in the birth of a child, conception of a child. But it is going to be, by its nature, procreative, because it's open to the grace that God showers upon us. But if I'm being selfish by withholding an important aspect of myself in what should be a total gift of self, not only am I being selfish toward my spouse, but I'm also, it's an active ingratitude toward God, the Lord, the giver of life. It is in effect saying to God, you made me too well. You made this part of my body so well that it does something that I don't want it to do. As a natural course, instead, in order to be open to the graces of the sacrament that is the total gift of self, I should not get in the way of the will of God. If God wills that this particular act of love will result in another immortal soul to share all eternity in heaven. This is a great sacrament, and St. Paul talks about it that way, because it represents that faithful love that Christ has for his church, that it goes on to the end of time. This is what love means, a total gift of self. I can't end without harking back to the words of the traditional wedding service. We kind of lost it in America because the Puritans didn't like the sacrificial language, but it goes back to the Middle Ages and the Sarah Missal. When the groom is placing the ring on the bride's finger, he says, with this ring I thee wed, this gold and silver I thee give, with my body I thee worship, and with all my worldly goods I thee endow. It's hard to say without choking up. Marriage is a total offering of self. We can't hold anything back. We can't hold anything back if we're to be availed of all the graces that come from this tremendous sacrament of love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.